Smoking much since Christmas, so we fucking smoked ourselves into a standstill the other day. Redlined it. I think I'm gonna have to like open up at the acknowledgement. I don't think I've smoked for a week and a half now. What's it like? Honestly, I used to be so stoned all the time that it felt normal. That feeling normal feels the same. I think that was I've wanted to stop for a while and getting so sick, sort of. But you haven't smoked yet after the break. I don't know, I'll get stoned. That's when you'll feel different. I'll feel different, but yes. I think last year, we were, I was so at the buffet with weed all the time, mm. that being stoned was just normal. Yes. So you, you haven't smoked tobacco either? No. Fuck it, eh? Nothing like a bit of a chest sickness to get rid mm. of the tobacco. Yeah, I think the, the, the greatest advice I can give people is if you want to put weed in tobacco, get extreme drug resistant TB, and that'll help you stop real fucking quick. <laughs> That's how I stopped. Sure. <laughs> no, not smoke. smoking. 12, 13 years ago, from a pack a day, 13 years ago, I was sick also. Smoking, it was just really sore in the chest. Mm. But fuck it, this is for the birds. I went cold turkey on a beach yeah, in Mozambique. Dropped two pills, fucking went through midnight, New Year's Eve, woke up with tobacco narcosis on the beach at sunrise. Well, didn't wake up. There I was with fucking tobacco narcosis. Couldn't fucking taste anything, couldn't say anything. I've been fucking two pills down the hatch, 40 ciggies at that night. I threw the rest in the sea and I went cold turkey. And we drove back to Joburg cold turkey and it was like, fuck, it was pain. But it was the only way to do it. How yeah. many years is that now? Hmm? How many years is that oh. Uh, uh, this New Year's. Well, that was last century. So that was 1999, yeah. Pre millennium back. Pre millennium. I, I used to smoke last century. <coughs> Smoking tobacco? So last century. Sounds like we're fucking sponsored by British Tobacco, yeah. Guys, welcome yeah. to the Hot Box Show. Yay. Tonight you're joined by myself, Buzz, Dan, Shoal, Joe, and Hello. Jules. Hello. And as always, we'll be talking. Land Motherfuckers. <laughs> and Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Obviously, you survived the eat too much Christmas and the Fuzzle rest of it. overindulgence. Fucking overindulgence. Yeah. Why do we do it? Just that one day. It's just really quite peculiar why we just have an eight-meal lunch. And nobody, it's like we're not Christians or anything, really. Mm -hmm. We just fucking latch onto all this shit. How many mince pies did you have? Mince pies. Oh, I stopped counting. <laughs> yeah, me too. I was like, just I ate so many. I ate all the mince pies. Okay. <laughs> I had three different types. Which yeah. one's better? I say the pick and pay ones. Homemade ones were the best. I rate they all shit. Pick and pay ones were the best, I believe. Which ones? Pick and pay. Pick and pay. But I rate they all shit because I got turned off mince pies as a lighty mm. because everyone would eat them and I'd be like, this this mince tastes shit. Why is everyone eating these mince pies? And I only, only realized when I was like 21 years old that it was fruit mince. <laughs> <laughs> See, our family calls them dead fly pies. Oh, oh, yeah. Dead fly pies. Oh. Dead fly pies. Happy New Year, hot boxers. Chris <laughs> Arno, oh, how's it? Arno, oh, Raz, hello, Raz, hey, happy new year to you from hey. all of us, Raz. Hola, amigos. No hablo español. No, no, portugués. <laughs> portugués, eh? Oh. 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 
there he is. Yeah, there he is. That motherfucker's getting a written warning for not being here as soon as he comes back. Now enjoy your break, man. Yeah, enjoy your break, Helio. And Aiden, hello from PE Brew. We'll be coming through PE next month with uh, we got a whole thing going on because um, Mark Emery's coming to the country mm-hmm. and he's going to start in Cape Town and I'm going to pick him up there and drive him up the east coast towards wherever, wherever. Bobby and Kruger and Swaziland and Ponderland and we haven't got it completely locked off yet so if you're watching Mark I'm on it but it's all kind of busy at the moment where I haven't forgotten you and Wow, Myrtle Clark. Oh, she's watching the show. Oh, got some famous mm. people watching. Famous us. people Ooh, watching. Do you reckon she's turned down the volume of the Ro- Antiques Roadshow <laughs> volume, volume forty-seven episode? We hope so. Do you think one day there's going to be an Antiques Roadshow and it's going to be some old-school koi sunbong and they're going to need to get one of us on as an expert, eh? Now it's worth a million rons. Rons, rons, I say. <coughs> so I understand we're going to be having a special guest in about 20-30 minutes, Jules. <coughs> I don't think he's quite woken up yet. Okay, so let's <coughs> not jinx that. We haven't got him completely, but he knows he's coming. Uh, but the thing is, he's like at... It's only 9 o'clock in the morning with him at the moment. So we're trying to get hold of Dana Larson from Vancouver, who has... Um, I just saw the other day, uh, for his new year, he put up the fact that he's going to do his Overgrow the Government 2019. I don't know whether you were following that in 2016, yes. 17 and 18. Yes. He's given away a million seeds, this guy. A million seeds. High CBD, low THC, that's not the point stuff. Um, but he's launching it, we're going to find out why, because yeah. it's legal there, isn't it? Why and I think the, yeah. the real question to ask him is, are they fucking feminized? Uh, ah, because yeah. if you're putting all those boys out there, I hope you're going to take responsibility for the grandchildren they make, eh? Nobody's <laughs> watching now, because... His website actually says that they're, they're completely uh, photosensitive, whatever, and they're, they're completely um, natural seeds. It's okay. not the feminized about They're hemp seeds. Yeah. They're pretty much hemp seeds. But anyway, we'll get to it. We'll, I'm sure it'll be around. Um, uh, we tried to get him on before Christmas, and we had a meltdown in here, if you Take remember. So he's been really excited to come back. He's been hustling us. Okay. Because um, ah, he's great. Dana is a great, he's a good man. So Sounds I'm like looking a forward to chatting to him eventually. Yeah, we've got some more shout outs here. Do we say hi to Joshua, Matthew, and Chroma Flux? Chroma and Flux? Dave. Who's and Chroma Dave. Flux? We haven't seen who's Happy New Year, Chroma Flux. Don't know. And Dave Sewell. Hello, my bro. Chat to you later. Chat to you later. Yeah, now we've got another thing going on as well. There's, um, there's a whole new TV show going to start. Yeah, instead of beating my pants, all my balls are in the air with all the stuff that's going on tonight, guys. So it's really, it should be a good episode. Yeah, before yeah. we get into the news, yeah. I think we've got some gadgets to talk about. I think, Joe, kick us off. We So, like, last episode or the episode before, we had the 94% THC vape pen. Yeah. And Joe's put it through its paces. Uh-huh. And now she's going to give us the Jeremy she, Clarkson breakdown about this. She thing. put it through the paces. <coughs> this thing is completely sat. It's empty. Dude. It's this. You emptied it in a week. Yeah, let's get to. Let's get to the discount. Can I have a discount, please? So tell us the stats. How many hits a day? How many. So I smoked on it for four days. Um, Like maybe three, four times a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe three, four drags at a time. 41, eh? No. Uh, it's very tasty. It's very, 41. very tasty. Really, really delicious. 41. <laughs> the effect was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I just feel that it didn't last long enough. So, 
four days. Is this the CBD one? No, no this is this 94. A, this is the big THC. Yeah, 94% THC and 1%, uh, just over 1% CBD. So, and it's a half mil cartridge. Yeah, I see. That half mil cartridge. Half mil is very little. And you know, it's um, lightweight. Yeah, it's lightweight. That's, so that's, you, that's up against a locally bought Joburg one. Well, nationally, South African one. Yeah. That's a gram of. I think this was tested out at 81, 82, but 90% yeah, um, cannabinoids, but... 5% um, CBD. So that was, these, the top ones... And that's ones, one mil, the, the top one. And that's 750 bucks locally. Oh. And the cartridge on the honey vape is 900 for half that size. Mm. Wow. So, so wait, is better. Like, did if they, you guys work on your prices, like, I can give you 100% five thumbs up, but um, the price is a bit of a niggle for me. Yeah, no, size, big time. But and the it, taste and the effect, awesome. But now awesome, awesome, this awesome. is a USB as well. Yeah, it's all. I haven't even had to charge it. Okay, all right. Because it's kind of it's a very nifty. It's comfortable. It's, it feels nice and everything it's else. Beautiful. It's, Are you sure it's finished and the battery's not just flat? No, because if I do this, forty-one. You can see the light come on. It's still yeah. Still yeah still In fact, there's still smoke. <laughs> it really is tasty. Let me try some. It's really we, got, tasty. We, got, we got yellow man saying, Buzz, please smoke something for us. <laughs> break, break that tolerance, fire burn. <coughs> Count the coughs. More fire, Buzz. <coughs> Let's give it a week or two. Ooh, it's tasty. It's tasty. And then I'll it's try. It's really tasty. It's really, really nice. That's really, really tasty. Tasty. So it's just the price and the it's size pretty that's pretty a that for flavor. me. Just, but I think it's still early days, you know, mm. the prices will stabilize with all these things. Mm. It was zhuzh. But what was so you say that one was like nine hundred bucks? What's the price mil. point on the other one? Seven fifty is go. a refill on a one mil. Yeah. So it's yeah, twice so the size. Well, yeah, yeah. We've got Tripome Chasers saying you also tried and reviewed the Honey Vapes on dope reviews before. Also found it very enjoyable. Price is nine hundred rand for a gram, though, I believe. Oh. Review sample was 0.5 grams. Yeah. Oh, so nine hundred bucks. Double the review. Okay. Uh, okay, so we got that wrong. Okay. So, okay, so it's not that much more. So we got the dumpy, so not the ball. Yeah, he said okay. in the samples, obviously, they were sent as review cartridges. Ah, okay, well, so from what he's saying, from what he's saying. My yeah. bad, my bad. Um, so we got this over Christmas, a couple of, well, New Year, from people in Johannesburg that I think must grow under lights. And this is oh. Uh, oh. Gorilla oh. Cookies. Yum, yum. And it's they got it right. They got it completely right. Well done, whoever. Vroom, vroom. Yeah, look at that there. Eh? It's a really nice mm. nugget. Mm. Do I have any volunteers in the house to actually roll this sucker up? I need to. Because it's actually really sticky and stinky, and I've had it on me for four days waiting for the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> so um, maybe, Joe, you'd like to hide that. Just do that. Because yeah. that, we the. The people that grew this, uh, they'll, prob they'll probably be watching and they just wanted to know how we felt about it. Because I don't really do any high grain. This is like stinky, sweaty, top drawer stuff. Have a look, look at that. It's quite awesome. Check it. So, um... It does look sticky, Give it that. Give it that. And then the other Don't thing that I've got... Sticky. The other thing I've got is a really cool nice. gift that I've had with me for three weeks. Ooh. This was given okay. to me in Europe, and then the show we did before Christmas yeah. on the twenty second. Um, I forgot to get it out, and I thought that these guys, these guys, the backstory is at a conference in um, in uh, Vienna, 
I met these guys from Macedonia, and they have been inspired by Rick Simpson. Rick Simpson was in Macedonia for some time when he went into exile, and they made friends with him. And there they are, there's Bully and the rest of these guys. And um, we shared dabs and we shared stories and we shared uh, bud. And I left my dab rig at their uh, stall and they had like queues of people for the <laughs> dab rig at their stall. So now there's, there's one there, there's one of their cups there. That, um, so what they do, these guys, they, they're all, um, they all really enjoy their cannabis, but they make, um, they make weed for sick people. And I, I don't really know that much about Macedonia, but it's quite a hectic place, and it is very, very illegal. So these guys are always in the shit, but they're doing it for all the right reasons. So um, I'm, we're going to try and get them on the show to talk about it at some point, but I just want to shout out to Bully and his crew at the Macedonia stand and all the work that they do, doing ISO oil and getting it out to people who need it for free. Yeah, so they end sure. up in courts, That's quite a thing, but... The judge can't do anything because they're not actually, what are they doing? They're giving away stuff. They're giving away something illegal. So with this street value of things, a bit different. So this thing here, I actually thought was a bud until I opened it up earlier. I thought there was a bud in here for long. But it's actually this, smell this Macedonian weed. That's why I kept it for so long. It's like fucking licorice all sorts or something. So this is not the stuff that they do for the oil. Because they're real okay. connoisseurs, they brought some incredible weed with them over the, the days that we met them. Yeah, so do you reckon that's some sort of blunt wrap they've got around it's there? It's got an orange flavour, like an yeah. orange mint. Citrus or. Citrus see, it smell the thing. It's yeah, like. Smell the tube and get the weed there. Spark it up. Spark it up and let's see. It's been I can smell weed, but it's got a very sweet. Yeah, I reckon it's it? the blunt paper that it's in. It might be, excuse me, it might be the blunt paper, but. Um, but I can still smell see, the weed, though. The thing is, the, day, the first day. Um, I had some weed with me and I gave them, and then I had dabs for everybody, and I left them at the store for everyone to help themselves. And then the next day, they said, we didn't give you the right weed yesterday, we gave you what we had, but try this shit. It's like, this is the one you should be trying. And fuck me, I've had it for so long, it's just come through, and then I remembered it now. Let me have a go. That smells like a blunt wrap, yeah? That's not yeah, so bad. that's not my favourite like thing in the world. Uh, it smells like the same as it did before it was lit. Mm -mm -mm. Yours smells heavy. Mm. Damn. Stokey. It's a stokey. It's a stokey, bro. Mm. It smells <coughs> Fucking hell, that's delicious. But it's dried out. It's yeah, dried out a bit. Fault fire. <coughs> it's dried out a bit. Bully, just send us a kilo. I'm sure we'll be able to... <laughs> to make to <laughs> just to be clear, a kilo of dead, man. <laughs> Look at this. I'll just put this under here. This is um A year ago I could not roll. So she's actually when she joined Fields of Green she was useless to us and now she can do twenty of these an hour. <laughs> and this is the Oh nice. Is that the cookies? Yeah, that's the one that Damn. there you are. She always moves around, around, man. You're in there. Mm. Play with it. Okay. So yeah. if I do can yeah, we is there a scratch and sniff on this, no? <laughs> Wouldn't that be that cool if everybody at home could get like that? Imagine that smells delicious. <coughs> Pretty darn good, huh? Have you got your vape with you today, Sean? No, I didn't bring it. Still oh. not. The vape that hasn't been reviewed for a month. Vape is going to have its day. I don't know. It's been um, it's fresh, though. Cool. It's been used extensively. Mm, it's a good one. Nice. Um, where's that joint? Oh, there it is. <laughs> it's quite harsh it's for free. me because it's a blunt wrap. Yeah. Mm. 
like I was saying earlier, when I was when I was younger, we we bought a whole box of these blunt traps, and I've honestly just smoking too many of them. Yeah, I couldn't do that for any length of time. So the other thing that we got from the same conference was, um, remember the people that made the seeds? You know, we had the seeds last time. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Salt seeds and the... And the yes. And those ones? Well, it's the same company. And when we went to the conference, they gave us your usual conference bag. And there were some uh, directions in it and a map and stuff yeah. and a t-shirt. And there was a packet of hemp tea. So um, aren't you like a hemp... Tea, so you're a tea person, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a tea person. Have you, you I haven't drink coffee at all. Have you haven't tried this one at all yet, no? I have tried this, but uh, we can make a cup and you guys can have a sip. It's got um, a very low level of THC. It says yeah. under... 0.3, isn't it? Uh, under 0 0.2. 0 0.2. Zero, wow. Zero, less than 0.2%. Technically, that can get someone that is very sensitive high. You reckon if you eat the whole box, you will get stoned? <laughs> Hey, can we open one of the? Can we take one of these? Tea bags? Let me put the kettle on. Yeah, yeah. Boil all the bags, reduce it down to a really thick juice, and take a shot, and you get high. Snorted. Put it in suppositories. No snorted. No snorted. Snorted. You're right. Nine snorted. Yeah. Right. Fucking both nostrils, bro. That's a lot of effort. Saw this other end. Snorted line of teeth. No, let's see what one looks like. If it looks like weed in there. So are we gonna waste one? Should we no. smoke one? Oh yeah, let's okay. smoke one! Smoke some hemp, dude! Shall we smoke one? Yes. <laughs> I'm smoking okay. fucking hemp tea bags. Is that the New Year? Is that what we got? Cooking, 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 it's better than Tide Pods. It's better than eating a fucking Tide Pod. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, look at that. So that looks like. Here we go. Yeah, it looks like. Have we got a desk cam, please? Yes, sir. Check it. That's. What is it else? What kind of a box there? Yeah. Let's see what else so is that's what is that it is. It doesn't smell like weed. It's just weed. It looks like biohemp leaves and flowers. Yeah. THC less than zero point two percent, harvested by hand and gently dried using waste heat from a biogas power that's plant at Biofarm Sasolf. Right. That's the place that Myrtle and I went yeah. to. This is Hannah. Yes, as Hannah's just been to California to talk about hemp at Emerald Cup. And now she's going to be with Arne in, Ka in Kathmandu to talk about hemp. Last week the hemp bill was signed on New Year's yes, Day yes. in America. Yeah. Yes. Shit. Finally, they, some people are waking up. With it. CDCSA get the licensing stuff last yes. end of last year. That was like hemp. It was like fucking Oprah licenses for yeah. everyone. Yeah. You get a license and you get a license. <laughs> God damn it. So, um... I don't see anybody building the parts for cars or for socks or anything. Everyone seems nappies. to be on the CBD bandwagon a little bit with yeah. the nappies. Yeah. And then the other... Th see, um, I read as well, I nearly put it on the show today. I, know, I forgot to put it up. Did you see the can Canadian company that has told everybody that they've reduced the process costs to extract CBD by 94.6%. It's almost fucking zero. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure we're not going to see the margins go down. Not a, fuck, not a chance, no. dude. Yeah, it's like the petrol fun. price that yeah, always fucking yeah, goes up, but it don't come down. But it's right, it is. <laughs> but I think it did, because eh? I seem to have put in an extra liter or so in my little... Yeah, but that's like a rapist pulling his dick out a centimeter and then putting it back in. <laughs> no. 
Almost, yeah. Almost. yeah. The price oh, of petrol is about minute. being raped. I do yes, understand. Yeah? Thoroughly. Especially when you drive to Lesotho and the same petrol is four rand cheaper at the yeah. pump and they get it from here. That's what does your head in. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Hello, good. Happy New Year to hey, you, my boy. Yeah, no, Gerd's doing pretty good with the oil to health. Yeah. I think he's becoming busier and busier and getting stuff done with that. He's got a great product now. How many years has Gerd been doing that? And guys around, please go check out oil, the number two health, and I think it's dot com. Um, because as humble as these oaks, they also, they put money in the tin and they do support us. Yeah. So once again, good, thank you. And guys at home, go check them out. These oaks are all about FICO, making medicine. These are people who have literally, I promise you, been to fucking hell and back themselves. Yes. So if you need someone who can hold your hand, these are good guys. Yes. True story. Yeah. Um, who's Chromaflux? I don't think we've He said he's that. a long-time lurker, first-time oh, commenter. Long-time lurker. Yeah, Hello, Chromaflux. We dig lurkers. We did a lot of lurking. <laughs> Oh, I do lots of Twitter lurking. I cannot be bothered having an opinion on Twitter oh, anymore. Oh, Fuck, you just get jumped on there. Too much effort. Too many One round very quickly. I had a um, punctuation out today. <coughs> oh, shit. ITS, and it was IT apostrophe S, and it went in through. Fuck me. Well, Grammar Nazi, yep. the yeah. Grammar Man, he came up and said, blah, blah, blah. So I put in as many as apostrophes as I could in the reply mm. to him. Yeah. Lots of Dale and there. And you do the there and heel and, heel and fucking. Because <laughs> you know what? It, it's fucking ruthless. It yeah. literally was an apostrophe. And I live with an apostrophe Nazi. We do. We're fucking grammar Nazis. We don't let anything out of our sight unless it's for real. And uh, tweet with an apostrophe out. Fuck's sake. That'll haunt you forever, Jules. Haunt me forever. I follow you. Dan, you also brought a toy, man. This white thing here. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, man. We were playing around um, at home and made. Let's see if you can see what that is. Let me put this under, oh, yeah, under, the, under, under the, the desk. The desk so um, this, is, this is the. I can't get my fucking head around this at all. Let's even put this next to it. But is that the whole thing? That's so the whole this, thing. This is. That's the restart of it for us, please. Uh, okay, sorry guys, we're having a bit of a. There we go. Issue with that. I think it goes on to. So, it's a um, grinder. It's a grinder, and it's been 3D printed, and it's is made from plastic. From, yeah, plastic. It's actually made from a, this is a glow in the dark plastic. So you oh, won't wow. use your grinder at night. Oh wow! <laughs> Far out. It isn't the most user-friendly grinder, but hey, it gets the job done. It's and the, the cool thing is, if you go online, there's quite a few um, grinder designs that people have made that you can get off of a uh, site called Thingiverse. Okay. That's a 3D printing thingiverse. Thingiverse. My God. And there's um, THC uh, molecule. molecule oh, of, like that. Like yeah. that, of course. Sorry, I'm asked about face. There we go. There you go. There you go. So, so and you can see inside, there's a whole bunch of filaments that need cleaning after it's come out of the yeah. machine. So that's a little bit of um, distress. But there's all sorts of things. Joint holders, stash boxes, well, all sorts of stuff you can get off things in it. I think whatever your mind can conceive nowadays, yeah. eh? It, and also you can design your own, your own designs. There's, there's programs that you can build your own thing and send it to a printer and there you go, you make what you want. Pretty cool. <laughs> Amazing. And how do you rate it though? Because it looks like more well, like a crusher than a grinder. It really does work, just that you've got to work over a plate or oh, something. Plate, because yeah. it doesn't hold it in. So when you put your bones yeah. inside and you turn it, it really does crush it really well. But it just falls out everywhere. I suppose you could 
put a magnet on it to travel it, but hey, whatever. I mean, whatever. just to keep that to what costs. But now, the cost, cost of hours, it, where's that thing hours. from Cali? Where's that Cali crusher thing? Yeah, yeah that one, yeah. beauty there. So that's what. How much? How much was that shipped from the USA? That thing's cost about a grand. Six hundred bucks. So yeah. is this half the price? Tenth of the price. Tenth of the price. That's like a couple of meters of plastic. That was. Because like I can see it on it. I can see on it. There's layer and layer and layer and layer. That's yeah. like being that's built up. But that took say three hours or four hours to make this piece. The, whole, the, the whole, thing. whole thing was about four hours. And so it's just a piece of software that four, you five, get. No, no, no. Sorry, about five hours. I just keep going round and round and round, just does the thing, yeah. And it's just on a workbench? It's in its own place. So basically a 3D printer has a heated plate, or a plate that it sits on, and then your head is on top of it. Yeah. And the plate comes up to the head, and then it works its way down, uh, or the head plate? works its way up. Ah, uh, okay. And it just does layer after layer after layer after layer. After layer and well, just keep going I'm around. slowly trying to get my head around it, but it's quite befucked for old people. But you can do that shit. You can do it with houses now. Yeah, yeah your own fucking teeth, mate. They're printing houses now. Literally, like, they've got a thing that does a whole a entire house. Yeah. Mud or concrete. Okay, back to the hemp tea. Back to the hemp tea. <laughs> I've had a sip without realizing. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good he forgot immediately. So you've, put, so you've sugared it up a little bit? You've I put, put two drops of stevia in. So stevia? It's still only plant matter. Yeah. But does it taste cut green, dude? No, well, the taste is still there. Um, Does it taste no. like you smoking, uh, drinking <coughs> skitzels? I often make wheat tea on the stove. You take half milk, half milk. Oh, that's hot. Okay, leave it for a while. Boil it at a low but, temperature yeah. and it tastes quite similar tastes to like wheat leaves. <laughs> tastes leaves. like third degree burns. I don't think you can taste <laughs> THC. Fourth wind down. That's like a flipper. Not going to taste the difference between uh, English cannabis. cafe. Do you think um, it would be different taste if it was Hungarian or Italian or French? Yes. Or? Yeah, different, I think different like farms would have different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and more like the, the earth's flavour that comes with it. So I suppose if you want to be, if you're in the mood for like drinking green teas or something, then iced tea is all part of that. Yes. Well, I mean, I'm drinking iced tea. <coughs> it tastes like oolong tea or, or green, green tea. tea. It's, it's so subtle. It's quite light. <coughs> in that there's no THC. There's a bit of CBD inside. It's zero point two percent THC. Okay, well, like. Okay. So how many liters do you have to drink to get high? Don't know. I'm saying take the whole bag, boil it down and boil it down, half it or mainline it. <laughs> Four hundred twenty boxes of tea. That sounds about right. <laughs> so is that for all the gadgets for today? Can we get onto some news and some shout outs? Sean Alexander, what is popular with 3D printing in the cannabis space is 3D printed canagar molds. Canagar? Oh, yes. Oh, what are those? What's a canagar? It's a cannabis cigar. I oh, made, canagars? Yeah, I made, I made a mold of it, but it doesn't. it didn't really work. Oh, uh, something that you can hold the a blunt, a, 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 a wrap in. So I think what you do is you make the blunt, but you've got to form it in a press. So what you'll do is you'll make something with the grooves in it so that you can clamp it, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it holds its shape, it. and then you can pull it apart. No, you fill it. So and you like fill it, a, and then you yeah. It's a tube that you then just start right. filling with a stick down the center, and you start packing inside the buds around, and it basically packs it in, packs it in, packs it in, packs it in. Support industry, support industry, yeah, support yeah. industry, brute. That's where it's at. Think of a good idea. Everyone smoking weed and growing. You don't weed need to be a grower to be in this industry. No, don't no, even no, fucking no, grow no. weed after time. We growing weeds are pain. Because I also support I think the industry. I've heard in spades. I've heard there of. There we go. That's how the miners made the money. I guess. Uh, um, I've heard of people actually 3D printing with hemp plastics. Once upon a time, I was going to develop something, and Tony Button referred me to some people in Europe where you could also get things 3D printed, but with hemp. 
Well, it's just a roll of polyamide oh, plastic. Oh, Everything that's made out of plastic can be made I out of wood. Oh, it's a polyamide plastic. I've got this. Go. This is him. Okay, so that. Cool. That just helped us with the. This is made out of him. To be seen. It's a bit dirty, but. Yeah, oh. those things. Oh my God, these things. That's a hemp-based plastic. It's a hemp-based plastic. Yeah, yeah. dude. You still got this, eh? Is that for loading up? This is my joint. home. Look box. at that. Look at fucking how old and sort of keep it is. Jesus it's really Christ. <laughs> Did we get anything on um, WhatsApp yet from Dana? No, I just asked him now. Okay, cool. Well, let's get on to our few first story of the week. Get woke with the weed degree. This was in the mindunleashed.com. Okay. I'm not sure it's the first, because I've heard of other versions of this, but they claim it's the first. This Michigan University is the first to offer a degree in marijuana science. Are you a cannabis enthusiast? Does learning about how to cultivate or cook with marijuana get you as high as if you smoke the plant? If so, we may have found the degree for you. Northern Michigan University is now the first college in the United States to offer a four-year undergraduate degree in medicinal plant chemistry. Before you enroll, however, know that this track isn't for the unmotivated. <laughs> what, so, do you, what do you need to require, what, what are your requirements? Yeah, are you allowed to be a stoner? Uh, so the trick or I think it's a, the usual thing. You got a, a, what do they call it in America? Your GHD or GED, your general education. Yeah, oh, thing. No, so you're matric. You've got to be qualified for university. Yeah, you've got to qualify yeah. to get into varsity. Yeah. And if you qualify, you can get this four-year degree. I imagine you've got to have biology subjects Isn't and things like science. that. Sciences, yeah. Yeah. Isn't so, that the place where they? Where is it? Michigan. Michigan. Flint, Michigan. That's where Michael Moore's from. Yeah, no, that, that place. Okay. That's not where the DEA's been. That's somewhere. Mississippi, isn't it? Uh, Maryland. Great Lakes. Where, they, where the DEA's been researching weed forever. No, it's not Mississippi. I think no, Mississippi it's not, like it's south not there, no, okay. So they say, obviously the program is new, and it might speak to a certain crowd, but for a student to succeed, they're going to have to be, the, to be very dedicated and motivated. This is not an easy program. It's a really intense biology-chemistry program. And then they go on to explain in this thing that you won't actually grow weed. They won't, there's no, it's all theory, there's no practical, so at no point they're going to say, yeah, let's grow weed, and let's go through how to harvest it. It's all theory, but it's four years, and they say that because this is now the most advanced business sector, or the, the, the fastest growing business sector in America, there now needs to be this thing where you get qualified, because at the, the moment you're just basically going on I'm a master grower, hire me. All that they've done there is taken a horticulture, horticulture horticulture degree and changed the name and just changed a few things and added a few modules. Because you have to be, you've got to understand plants. It's not like they're creating new new forms, new literature, nothing's new. Yeah, and come on, nobody is going to do that course and not at least grow a few plants at home and try out the yeah, theory. Of course, Obviously. of course, but I mean, the thing is, it's just, it, it's, if you want to do it in South Africa, you don't necessarily have to go and think that you go to America. Go and do a horticulture degree. Yeah. Um, remember a couple okay. of weeks back or a few episodes back, there was the advert from Canopy Growth who were looking for people to employ in the weed business. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, uh, Agronomist, what was it? Something like that. And then basically <laughs> what, they, what they wanted was a bunch of sales reps. But yes. the sales reps had to be completely qualified in yes. such a thing, which is this, which is the Michigan thing. Yes. So if you want a job in a high-end corporate Agronomy. Uh, agronomy or agri uh, or monoculture agriculture of Marlborough twack lights, 
then these are the qualifications you're going to need because mm. being a master grower doesn't fucking matter a shite anymore. No. If you, they press a button and all things fuck. Scary shit, eh? Scary shit. The people yeah. that are making money out of weed don't grow weed. But also what I've noticed is, you know, I'm sure like lots of us, we started, we started reading the forums and it was fun and it was fun. But it gets to a point where you can either say, okay, I'm comfortable with where I'm at, I know how to grow, harvest and sell a plant. Yeah. But maybe we want to go deeper. Terpenes, the biological factors, understanding soil, understanding microbiology, understanding all these things. Because it does get to a point where to, to make a plant 5% better, you have to put in twice the amount of effort. Mm -hmm. So I think this is also geared towards those people who really want to thoroughly understand all these facets. I'm sure there are people out there that would as well, because the future is here. It's going to be a really handy thing to have. Do you think they cover consumption methods? Dabbing, maybe. They do, they say it's about, they'll teach you all about all kinds of things like but cooking with cannabis, you, concentrates, all that. But how can you that. teach anybody about dabbing without filling their lungs with it? Well, it's, I guess it's a, it's, what the fuck's the again. To be fair, I think there's a very good point there. What's it called? The doctors who help with um, having babies and that? And Midwives. And like, what's it when, like, kid doctors, man. Pediatricians. Like, some pediatricians are men. And yeah. they've never had a fucking kid, unless they squeezed one out their pee hole, which I've never seen. No, no, my kid's so, Exactly. So you don't have to have okay. dad to okay. understand it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, to understand the difference between smoking a joint and a dab, that would be a very difficult thing to impart on anyone. Because they would have to feel that for themselves, because your dab's different to my dab. Yeah. Right? So there's a lot they can't teach at, at dab school. Yeah. So it's lame theory, but you know what it shows it. But just quickly, there's a comment there. Uh, the hairy farmer, hey guy, yeah. I love the hairy farmer, hustler, whistler. Any updates on the weed trees? Watch this space. We'll yes. get there in about 20 yes. minutes. And how's an hairy farmer? Rather late than never? Yes. But yes. I won't say the second part of that because I got in no. trouble last time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, in fact, you started off the show with one of those. Yeah. You need that. No, 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 no. Here you go. <laughs> so the hairy farmer and Harry Potter is coming up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were talking about the Harry Potter and all that. Oh. Uh, that's a DRC live run. Been pulling it out every now and again. This is from last year, but uh, there's probably about 50 grams of it left, and it's all very lacquer and it's like home smoke of deliciousness. Land race to the max. Land race to the max, matey. As a plant, it's probably 5% THC. As a as a concentrate, maybe 50. Who knows? I, I didn't even. T I, I don't think I've had this one tested at all. So thinking about this weed degree thing though, yeah. I also feel like like the pressure of a degree is the quickest way to take the fun out of something. Because I've always been a good learner in the sense that when I'm doing something I can learn it. But the moment you put a textbook or you put a deadline or an assignment in front of me, I lose all motivation. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Four, five. <laughs> four, four and a half. Go on, Dad. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> he gets us all going huh? so let's go around the table let's understand and guys at home please interact <sighs> this, we, what we're talking about here is a four year degree okay put a poll up Would, well poll if there's time but we can also just <coughs> answer in the comments Jules four year degree at this point in your life would you do it <coughs> not in that no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, there would be nothing I could use it for, because I just grow weed and I don't care. I, it's really interesting <coughs> finding it out. There's plenty of places you can find that information out. 
Um, I think there's going to be lots of competition to get into an industry like this now. So it's going to be one day the MCC, as Raz Warren says there, what if it's on the MCC requirements, you know? Yeah. You're going to need a degree in fucking some sort of botany, otherwise you're going to fuck it up and everyone's going yeah. to waste it. At least time. Winter Decker says you can't get into an office without that degree and your five grand donation. <laughs> yeah. Joe, would you spend four years on this degree? Uh, at this stage of my life, no. I would do, certainly not full time. Okay. I can't, but uh, if, if it was like maybe distance learning, I could do it in the like kind of thing. I might do it as an interest, but Four years, though, it's eh? also not going to help me in, in my path. Charles, would you spend four years on this thing? It's a lot of money, I'm sure. <coughs> yeah, it's not free, folks. Yeah, uh, at my age, maybe not, um, but definitely I'm open to learning. I mean, there's, it's not the only course out there. There are shorter ones that are more concise or more specific that you can go do. Uh, online at Udemy and Learn Greenflower, there's loads of courses. Yeah. yeah. Dan, you think it's relevant? It is relevant. Yes. In, this, in this scene, in this country at the moment, it's 100% relevant. We don't, we don't have that course though. We have, like I was saying, horticulture. And as um, Sean Alexander was saying, you could do a nursery degree slash diploma, but we don't have that in South Africa as far as I know. What do you want to put on the poll? <coughs> uh, put so on the yes, poll with it. Um, would you do a four-year degree in weed, yay or nay? Yeah. But yeah, rather do a normal horticultural degree, as you said. That, you know, that's the thing. It's, it's. I don't want to just learn about cannabis only. I want yeah. to learn about plants. I want to learn about. If I was going to learn about something, I'd rather learn about plants as a whole, not just narrowly down just to cannabis. Because, come that's on, you. You'll learn with cannabis, you can grow other plants with cannabis yeah. that can help it. So to just learn about cannabis would be a bit narrow-minded, I think. It would almost be a lot to be too one-dimensional. Exactly, it's too one-dimensional. Yeah. You can do crop harvesting, you can do uh, plant boosting, nutritional nutrition uh, feed regimens, you can do plant IPM with all plants. And I think if you understand the whole biome chain, it would be better. Does it give any idea, I, mean, I suppose if you go down the rabbit hole, you'd say the first year would be nothing to do with weed. Maybe well, just catching up with first 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 year, you'll know everything that they're telling you in the first year, but in the second year, then you know you need to step up your game and you need to go down into like the proper genomes and how to breed and how I certain. Reckon it, I reckon it'd be fascinating to loads of people, yeah, younger than mm. me, another generation oh, of folk yeah. coming up. With the science. Yes, I say yes. I would For sure. Yeah. So you say yes. I would do it, but it mustn't just mustn't be weed only. It must be horticulture. Right? I say no. I wouldn't do it, but yes, if you motherfuckers in Michigan are watching, you can pay me to come teach it. Ned! <laughs> <laughs> and you can call me Professor Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting times, and I do see maybe one day Unisa will get something like that. Have we had any luck with Donna? Nothing yet. Nothing yet. Okay. So then let's carry on. Any more shout outs before we move on to the next topic? Um, we have experienced. We have experienced arrested growers. Yes. People who would not be employed anywhere because they've got a fucking track record. That's a problem. Mm. That's, That's the other thing. So maybe that degree. What if you had that degree and then you ended up realizing you had a criminal record? You just it took four years. Sorry, Bree, you've got a criminal record here from 1998. Yeah. <coughs> we can't employ you. Sorry. Sorry. Wouldn't it be great if you could do it via correspondence from prison? Yeah. If I got arrested, <laughs> I'd do it. <laughs> So I think we need to make some space here because we're getting onto the show. Again, I need to make like some sort of insert that goes, let's grow. <laughs> so I think Dan the grow man's going to take over here for a bit. Let's get a can going. 
I just, I love these pop top things, dude. Let's do it up, yeah. Yeah, dude. Cool, you need to just then do some scooping. Yeah, man. Move some shit. We even have someone on the chat asking about what's happening with the plants. Yeah, that's fast, dude. They're coming, they're coming. They're legendary already. Okay. So let's not fuck up. That was almost dead. Yes, it's almost killed them all. One How long have you been growing? A month? Fuck, I don't know. No, about five weeks. We're on five weeks. Yeah, just over a month, and we've got some serious growth progress on the. Where till it So these big motherfuckers are all those random ones we planted, eh? the bag seed. Just you can see that we've got too much of the background. The, um, the ones that we topped, as you can see, they've got these heads. Oh, up. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the ones we filmed, eh? Right? That side, yeah. Well, there we go. See, mm -hmm. they've, got, they've been topped, so they've got the extra two branches that are growing out there. The bottom growth is there, which is really good. It hasn't died off. You can see there's a little bit of yellowing on the bottom leaves, but that's expected because these are the older sun leaves which don't really do anything. So <clears throat> you generally would start pulling all of this stuff off to clean it up. So everything that looks yellow or half yellow, you just pinch it off? Yeah, and also we're going to repot it now. So once we re when we repot now, what we're going to do is we're actually going to pull all of this baby growth off to promote more growth upwards because we wanted to spread its legs more. Okay. Then we've got the <clears throat> autos. Yeah. Please note. Yeah, those autos are fully... If you look here, you can see that they've started to flower. Yeah, they're really committing. So all three of them <coughs> have started to flower in these small parts. I feel like there's a couple of preambles here. So, like we've said from the beginning with these autos, we haven't done them the right way. The right way you would put them into a big pot straight away and not peer to with them. So I think because they're in smaller pots, they haven't gotten as big as they could before they started flowering. Mm -hmm. And number one rule is you do not repot an auto. Yep, you don't repot an auto, but we're going to say fuck that, and, and we're going to repot them. <laughs> okay, hot box, hot box potting. So before we pot these, or transplant these, can we tell if any of these regular ones are boys or girls yet? Well, let's have a look. Let's have a close so look. So let's pull up one of these ones here. Yeah. Uh, it needs to... Okay, so maybe we can get some light here from that. Let me see if I can just get my torch here quick, man. Help things along. Here you go. Everyone, there you go. All Technology. right, so Aha! Uh -huh. In between there, in between the nodes here, you would see if there's a pair of balls or not. It's very hard to tell because it's yeah. they're just, they're like prepubescent. Yeah, they're like, they've got their first, very first pubes. <laughs> oh, oh fuck's sake. Okay, so what you can see here. Yes, that one's. You see, most of the time, you'll know it's female before you know it's male. You I thought it was the other way around. Ah, look at that. There you go. Can you see? Yeah, yeah we can. There's some balls. I can see balls forming. Yeah, there nice, you go. Nice shot. Shacks. Nice shot for a phone. Yeah. So those are balls that are forming, basically showing us that this is going to be a male. But we'll wait, we'll give it another week before yeah. we... Next week we'll show you guys exactly what it is that we look at. How big it's balls so what get. Name, what's the name? Derry. Derry. Right on cue, Derry's a fucker. Derry's a dude. Derry the dude. 
Derek. Short for Derek. Derek the dude. Derek the dude. Okay, so that these are fully twice the size of the autos, yeah. Yeah, but so they're also like two weeks we older. It. That's where we topped it. So, so is there anything? They they look like they're not sexed yet. The ones that we, yeah, the ones that we've topped, <coughs> they haven't sexed. They haven't sexed, but the one that we didn't top is bawling out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And All right. Well, let's just show them what it. The so did the distress from the topping cause it to? No. Yeah, very nice. Look at those. Sweet. And these are girls because they got lank pubage. Mm. <laughs> and this is how you tell they're girls when they make all these white hairs, eh, Dan? That's what a girl is. Well, that's what they use to collect their pollen to yeah. procreate. And that that's is basically <coughs> a cannabis flower. That Each one of flower, those yeah. is a that flower. Is a, that's the flower. That's what you smoke. You don't smoke the leaf. You smoke that. Yeah. yeah. But not yet. You use the leaf for juicing. You use the leaf for Tea. teas, Tea. for salad, for... Canagars. Canagars. I was just going to say yeah. Canagars. Yeah. Okay, so let's do this pre-potting. Okay. okay, cool. So I'm going to kill the light. Up, you're going to hold the camera Okay, on that side. There's no one in here. Need some... Ah, and we've got just the muti here. We'll do one. We'll do one. Okay. Some more Freedom Farms. Da -da -da -da. Da -da -da -da. Good stuff. Okay. So what are we doing? Here? What we're going to do? It's on very little battery. That thing. Eh? Cool. Put a little bit in the bottom here. Just a turn. Yeah. And this is Freedom Farm stuff, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did I say Freedom Farms? No. Yes, freedom Farms, freedom yeah. Farms. Yes, freedom sure. Farms. Freedom, freedom Farms. Farms. You pronounced it yeah, Freedom Farms. Yeah, I think it was well. Freedom Farms, yeah. yeah, yeah. What farms? Freedom Farms. Freedom Farms. Freedom Farms. Freedom Farms. So, what we're doing, we're just getting some water. So, we can use some of this muti here, which is EM Pro Soil. What's that? EM Pro Soil. EM. It's basically a microbe uh, uh -oh. solution. Source okay. Solution. It's going to help. Our microbes grow the roots really well. Is this an imported product? No, this is, this is a locally South available African? product. Yes. Hallelujah! Yes. Um, oh, well. It's organic, so me by me just pouring in that much is not a problem. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to overdose. You can give it raw. Yeah, you can literally go raw with the stuff. Okay, so don't do that with anything that's got salts in it, guys. Please. Yeah. <laughs> if I had Kelpak, would I be doing the same thing or yes. not? Yes. Kelpak, okay. you can also. Kelpak's really good. Excellent. This is micro roots. This is your inoculant for your roots. And that's a nice. fungus that grows on the roots and makes like a symbiotic relationship. That's it. Okay. So what this, what, what this, what the micro root does, it's like you get those mommies who pre-chew food for their kids. This is what this fungus does. It makes the food easier for the plants to absorb, like nutrients okay. and shit. <coughs> oh gosh. What's the difference between firming and just normal clipping? Yeah, normal what is the difference between firming and normal thing. clipping? It's the same thing. It's well, clipping is going to be more, if you're going to clip, you're going to clip, say, a bigger piece off. Firming is where you go right to the top, and all that firming is, fuck, I missed. Yeah. That's all it is, basically, was just an old school technique. It's the same thing. If you're going to think about it, you're doing the same thing. Yeah, you're chopping that first growth in half, basically. Exactly. You, 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 you are redirecting growth that's going up. When you pinch that off, it'll immediately resend those auxins to the lower nodes going down. Mm -hmm. That's why you get... With this one, how the plants have 
And let's check it there. Have not started growing outwards instead of just staying in the centre. But as you'll find out on your course in Michigan, Michigan after year three, yes. that happens to all plants. So yes, <laughs> that's a natural re reaction to all plants. Same as if you go to your garden and you chop a tree down, the bottom roots are going to start shooting out. Yeah. Okay, so this is micro root. We're just going to take a bit of this, stick this on the base of there. Oh, happy day, fiddle with a bit more. Cool. Damn. Water that in with this. Generous. This is just a, what this is actually doing is this is going to help it um, activate the micro root. It's in micro and azo, they just work together really well. Got Quentin and then standing by. Yeah, well, that so we're going to take, not Derry, we'll take mm. Harry. Yeah. This, 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 is, this is looking good to be Harriet, yeah? Okay, so okay. how do we know this thing's ready to come out of its pot? Well, that size, per, first of all, is quite big. I mean, yeah. that's big enough. You can go to much lower. <clears throat> but we still haven't sexed it, though. So we're still, sex still having sex now. Okay, so what you would want to do first of all is pull all of this off. All of this stuff goes off. Okay. Everything that you're going to, at the bottom, is not going to be useful to you. Okay. So do you, would you recommend um, outdoor growers to do such a thing as well? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Bottom plant, get the bottoms away from the ground. Yes. Is that, that what you're basically trying to do here? Well, no. I'm also, so when you were topping the plant, you were redirecting the autumn's going this way. Yeah. When I'm cleaning their legs, as they so call it. So you're doing the same I'm thing, the same directing thing. it. I don't want to, I'm not going to waste my energy yeah, on yeah. something that's going to give me something that's laughy and yeah, shit. Yeah, okay. You want to yeah. have the biggest, best buds you possibly can have, so clean up. Sure. Everyone likes quality ladies with shaven legs. You know, that is actually quite a modern era thing, especially with outdoor growers. Outdoor growers when kind of leave the whole damn thing, you know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they, they just leave it to max out, and there's the top buds, and the bottom buds got to make hash mm. or popcorn but or whatever. It's like the fruit industry. They clean the bottoms up to make sure the fruit production is up and it's nice and clean and it's, it's focused. Closer to tomatoes. the sun, my brew. Closer to the sun. They always, when, when a tomato grows, the vine grows, it keeps growing, but all they're doing is they <coughs> strip the bottom away progressively, and they end up with meters and meters of vine. Anyway, back to the weed plant. Back to the weed plant. So, I heard that a film makes an extra two shoots, so yes. four versus two from a normal clip. Yes. Yeah. So when you clip yeah, a, when you're clipping a film, the top, very very top, there's the four nodes. Well, there's two, and when you and there's one going straight up. But when you pinch the top, those bottom two will come out, and everyone will have that'll come out. And you pinch each one of those, they'll double. Like okay. these ones. <coughs> So that goes inside there, on top of the micro root, which is at the bottom. And I see the roots are nice and white. Is that a good thing? Must they be white? Yeah, the whiter the better. Oh, nice. Okay, good spread. Good spread. Don't disturb the roots. There's no need to go and then break them up like your grandmother did with her beds and her pots and stuff. That's Just leave them yeah. as they are. They don't need to be broken up. They'll find their way in there. So now you're burying that quite a lot deeper than it is at the moment. Yes. That's okay. So what's going to happen is those roots are going to go outwards, yeah. and then where the stem is, it's also going to send out roots. Okay. It'll all send out roots essentially. And, and will it send out roots where you've just chopped all of those bits off at the, the nodes at the bottom? Well, anything that's in soil will get wet roots. Just actually. I mean, there's <clears throat> people that have good growing environments where they actually have roots coming off of the stem that go down into the ground. Okay. Some really crazy stuff, yeah. I made a mistake. A bit of a mess on the table there. Well, we can smoke that later. It is, after all, from Freedom Farms. Freedom Farms. Freedom Farms. Yeah, no need to like pack it down. No need to make it really compact. Yeah, you shouldn't stomp it and you like, pack it tight. Down. They must be free, like Freedom Farms. Freedom Farms. Freedom Farms. <laughs> well.
Very cool. Okay. Nice. And then do you put any like uh, rose quartz or crystals and align it to the That's rising sun? That's if that sun floats or... your boat, you can. I've seen growers in America do it. They put a nice big stone on it. Just yeah, to no, give stones it a like that's... Uh, you know what? Uh, for an outdoor grove here, you put a big stone next to the plant. It's like an insurance policy of bit of heat and a good. Yeah, it's a good thing. Now, what you want to generally do is pre-water your plant before you do a transplant, so that. Um, and it will, that it's moist, and then when you plant, you must plant quite, I mean, water quite well because you don't want the water from the block that it was in to run away to the outside and then leave it yeah. high and dry. There must be a slow transition between. Yeah, it has this, right. And what it's going to do now, it's going to go searching for water and it's going to start drying out, and that will make your roots proliferate in the pot. Sure. Okay, Harry. And don't forget your tag. Yeah, don't forget your tag. Sake. But oh God! Tag and you're gonna have uh, yeah, everything was parat until he went and had a cup of tea. It's like mixing your baby at the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that is how you up punch the plant. Now what you're gonna get is you're gonna get growth from there. Yeah. There. Yeah. Those two have already started, and those have already started. What I do is I wait until those get to about two into nose big, top them again. Oh. And that'll give you then another set of two. Or if it's two into notes, we'll have two, four out of the bottom of that. Okay. All right. Okay. So what we're going to do behind the scenes is over the next day or two, I'll repot the auto flowers and all that as well. And then as soon as we know what certainly girls and certainly boys, we'll flip them to flower. And then we'll put them in a flowering cycle because now they're still under, I think, 18.6. Yeah, well, you're going to transplant these. You give them at least a week or two to recover. And then you flip it over. And then you have a good start to your flower. Okay, but so far, looking good. Yeah, no, looking great. Haven't killed anything yet, so A+. Plus. So some quick shout-outs. Also, guys, please check out Trophy Seeds. Uh, they sent us these Paradise Seeds autos. Uh, we haven't done these autos justice, so I think we'll make a real effort in the future. And what Trophy's also offered to do is they've offered to do a promo code for the Hotbox Show. Oh, so wow. I think by the next episode, we'll have a code where you can go get a discount. Awesome. On your dang seeds from Yay. YouTube. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, you must yes. Then you'll get a notification that we're up and running. Tap that for notifications. Cool, man. Should I pause this? Um, I love growingmarijuana.com. Yep, that and was the marijuana grow Bible. We, yeah, we, we recommended that site a while ago. It's so a that's really good weekly email that they sent to you. I've been on their mailing list for the last five years. And um, Robert Kant figures there might be a nitrogen and light deficiency. So, the autos, we're going to pull off these yellows, yeah. and uh, they're not so, I think it also will up their nutrients a bit, but these, no, these stretch on their own, these things have had maximum light, they have just stretch and, and, and stretch and stretch, nice and there's no yeah, strong, unnoticeable dude. light greenness, um, you can increase the nitrogen some more in order to make them grow while they're veg. And I of think, you can, and these have also been mostly on Freedom <coughs> Farms. We haven't really added any bio grow or nitrogen because we wanted to see how far the Freedom Farms can go with just add water. And I think they've lasted quite long. Yeah, it must be what five or six weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we're getting to a stage now, and we'll see when we do the next thing. We'll do a bit of bio grow mm. and maybe some other. Well, meetings. you have to start boosting it after yeah. the about the fifth week, either after the <coughs> Christmas. So, yeah. You can use B vitamins for recovery. Yeah. Uh, but can you use, you can't buy vitamin B anymore from a chemist, you cannot no, buy vials any anymore, it's now you need prescriptions, so but now is it a vitamin B12 or B6, which one is it? Or is it B52? 
<laughs> because I have read that, but I don't know if it's a, if, if the one that humans take is that the or the one that's available. And for you don't humans. have to get it in powder form, right? Oh, well, we have to crash a ball. Because you used to get vials. I used to buy the vials and give myself a vitamin B injection, which yeah. I thought was the same stuff. Okay. Um, Harry Farmer <coughs> says his babies smell like a puppy's breath. Ah, oh, I had a strain called puppy's breath. Well, yeah, I remember puppy breath. Yeah, yeah it must smell lamb's, like a puppy's breath. Like lamb's puppy's breath was a really famous Jamaica strain of sensibilia. Oh, lamb's oh, breath. I think so. Before we go back to growing, because we've got another uh, growing thing to talk about, yeah. we've got some special guests on. Uh, some friends of the show have actually been on before. We've got Quentin and Dave. Yes. who have now also recently started their own show. Yes. And we were in that position as, does a person feel buttered? And I think none of us have felt buttered no. because this is wonderful to see. To the see that South Africa is growing, Come that on. there's culture for this and that there's appetite that people want to create this contest. Yes. And they've always been nice and been on our show. So I yes. think they're on their hangouts. And uh, what's their new show called, Joe? <coughs> I think you were on it. Central. GQ, GQ Central. GQ Central. D, Dave and Q. If you want to look at them through the thing, they're actually in that little camera there. Whoa, hellos. Hey, Jeff. You're really cool. What's that? Yeah. Not your D, dude. You're the first one to be gifted by beautiful man. Awesome. Tell us a bit about your new plans, guys. What's going on with the G uh, DQ Central? Oh, uh, you know what? It's just something to be kind of about uh, with a little bit of a smart case. I got a lot of inspiration coming from you, guys. That's all. Awesome. Well, I mean, you know, we try. We do. Try. <laughs> now we've got competition. Now we're going to try harder. So what? Tell us a little. Tell us a little bit about the format. When are you going to put it out, and how long is it going to be for, and what are you going to do with it? Okay, so um, it's, Uh, but moving a pre-record format, it just, it just helps, it, it just helps it easier. 
uh, and a bit smoother, and we can smoke a shitload more and make a lot more fucking mistakes <laughs> and, and nobody smells it. <laughs> okay, so you're going to edit it? No, there's, there's uh, not, not much editing. We try to run everything uh, straightforward and that's it. But there, there's just different segments. So, they uh, is about drug testing in the workplace. And we, we, we shoot it all the way through. There's, uh, there's no key out that we're not be worried because people are finally here about, you know, more. But uh, we literally shoot all the segments. We then stream it and we Tell us a little bit more about this challenge you guys are doing. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Can I try it, Hold on, hold on. Joe, it was a very disappointing uh, show for Joe G. No, look, I'm not my time. I still beat you. I still beat you, Quinton, so I'm happy with my time. <laughs> Where's the best place to follow all of your new uh, show and how do they get hold of you? comments while you hope something in there. So the first show is tomorrow. The first show is being dropped at tomorrow. Tomorrow at 420. Yes, 420. Yeah, we us. So uh, hello. So your first show is being launched at uh, four o'clock uh, four twenty tomorrow, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. Cool. Excellent. Okay, we're going to tune in and have a laugh. We'll tune in and have a laugh. Have you got anything like a live stream? Is there a thread that we can um, take the piss on or anything? <laughs> Facebook comments. Um, at, the, at the moment, you'll be betting a bit, but you've got the internet, you've got to and whatever. You do battle on the forums here, but 
Especially at this time of night, everyone in your area is just sucking in Netflix now. It drops at like 7 o'clock at night, we know. So, um, listen guys, we wish you the best of luck. Um, we're there, and um, if you want to come around sometime and ask us what we did wrong in the beginning, be my guest, because we made some horrendous mistakes, so we've, we've learned our lesson on a few, we've learned our lesson on a few things, but um, it's really cool to see you up and running doing stuff, and... Um, We'll check in with you from time to time on the hot box to see how you're getting on, okay? Yes. Okay. And you guys obviously invited that you're in the air as well. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We're all coming. Can we bring Can we bring the couch? Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for joining us for 10 minutes. <laughs> bring the hot box. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Bye. Good luck. Yeah, if we can get their um, DQ Central, isn't it? DQ Central. On Facebook, yeah. yeah. Let's so. video bomb it and all rock up there at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Yeah. For bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like the guys were saying, please check out DQ Central. I think it, yeah, it's mostly on Facebook. It's uh, yeah. Dave and Quinn's thing. Maybe they might go and run into the obstacle we've had sometimes. It becomes hard to find us on Facebook because they kind of shadow ban things a bit. Right. Yeah. But I think we'll maybe we'll make an effort to try and share it on our pages as well a bit. Because you know what? It's getting to a point with the local scene where all we can do is cross-pollinate. It. I know by nature we've all had to stand on our own two feet and sort of support ourselves. And we're getting to a point now that things are becoming more open. It does feel a bit awkward like that first fuck. But we do really need to, we need to be in it to win it. Otherwise, we must much just stay in our fucking grow rooms and base. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, back to the growing a bit. Yeah. Are we going back there now? No, we're going back to growing. Because um, the answer to your uh, vitamin B question yes. was B6 and B3. That's good to know. Yeah, and then the hairy farmer says you can use brewer's yeast for vitamin That's good B, to know. which would make loads of sense. So there's a good what? thing, because vitamin B is hell of a lot. I mean, brewer's yeast is like kilos for cheap. You've got Dana standing by? So Dana is standing by. Okay, let's go straight for that. Oh, let's do it, let's do it. I think this is your but You're going to have to drive, Jules. Yeah. Okay. So, um, is that Dana there? Yeah. Yep. There he is. Okay. Dana Larson. Can you Thanks see the hotbox show? There we go. I'm waving at you there, buddy. How's that doing? Yeah. Oh, wait. Hello, Dana. Can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hello, oh, yeah. Dana. It's good to see you, man. Thank you very much for joining the Hotbox Show. Am I right in saying it's around about 10 o'clock in the morning where you are? Uh, yeah, it's 10.10. Nice. Okay, well, thanks for joining us finally, Dana. And Happy New Year from Johannesburg. Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year. Oh, are, we, are we live now? Or are we yeah, no, we're completely live? live now, and you look great, dude. Don't worry. You look <laughs> yourself well. It looks nice. Nice elephant. <laughs> nice elephant. <laughs> so, 
So Dana, the reason I'm asking you, uh, I asked you to join us today was your New Year tweet had something, or round about New Year, had the fact that you're going out with your Overgrow Canada campaign again. Now, what we want to know in South Africa is, we thought it was legal in your hood, so why on earth would you want to go and do something like that? I thought it was all over in Canada. It was all cool and everybody's got it legal. Could you explain what's going on, please, Squire? Well, yeah, there's, uh, I mean, we've made a lot of progress and the legalization that we've got here is historic and there's many good things about it, but our work isn't done and uh, the prohibitionist mindset is still deeply embedded in the legalization that we've gotten here in Canada. There's a lot of restrictions and laws and penalties that are quite harsh and certainly if you compare cannabis to alcohol or something, the way they're treating it is much, much more strictly and more penalized when really cannabis should be less restrictive than alcohol since it's so much safer, or at least the same. But uh, the rules they put in place are very, very penalizing, and so I think it's important that we continue to push with our campaigns. And the Overgrow Canada campaign, I've given away over 9 million seeds over the last three years, and I want to get that to 10 million. So we've got a nice even number. So I'm hoping I do about a million this uh, next year or this year a million seeds, and that will uh, get me to a nice even 10 million. That's quite an incredible figure, Dana. <laughs> Dana. Nine, nine million seeds, that's absolutely incredible. Wow. And um, they must be, they can't be heavy, heavy skunks or something. That must be like uh, a low THC seed for practical reasons, yeah? Well, if I had high THC seeds, I would give them away. And, and the first year we did it, I had about 100,000 a uh, high THC variety that I also gave away. But yeah, most of the seeds are a, a low THC, high CBD variety that we call Freedom Dream. And the point of the Overgrow, Overgrow campaign is really to plant cannabis in public places and help normalize uh, cannabis growing openly and freely like any other plant. And uh, there's a lot of paranoia and fear. Uh, in British Columbia, the province that I'm in in Canada, along with legalization, you're allowed to grow for cannabis plants per household, which is a great start. But if somebody can see your plant here from the street or any public place, if they can see your legal plant, that's a crime. And you can get a $5,000 fine and three months in jail if somebody can see your legal plant. And so that seemed to me quite absurd and really going against the spirit of, of legalization and eliminating the stigma around cannabis and cannabis growing and they want to keep this big stigma in place. And so, and some other provinces are going even further and saying, well, you're not going to grow any cannabis legally in our province. Two, two Canadian provinces have banned home growing at the provincial level now that the federal government is allowing it. So to me, the idea of letting cannabis grow openly and freely across the country is still uh, very important and something we haven't achieved yet. And I want to live in a country where if I walk down the street, in a traffic circle or in a park or on somebody's front lawn, I might stop and take a look and admire the plant, but I'm not going to be surprised or astonished because I've seen 50 cannabis yeah, plants right. already that day. Because it grows everywhere like any other plant, and that, that's the country I want to live in, and so I'm trying to make that a reality. So let, let me get this straight then. that People are still taking the risk. If they take you up on your seed offer and they start planting seeds around, there is... There is still, it's still, it would still be seen as illegal, yeah? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, right. And uh, I mean, if they're growing them in public places and putting them in traffic circles and stuff, they shouldn't be 
uh, too bad. But yeah, that really is illegal to do that. And, and uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. I mean, I would like to launch a campaign in British Columbia to try to have everybody report themselves to the police for having their plants growing openly and see if we can force them to arrest people for that or to bring it to court. I think there's some legal arguments we can make around freedom of expression that if cannabis is legal to grow, it shouldn't be illegal to see. And that's uh, so ridiculous. Yeah, maybe this campaign, civil disobedience. It was civil disobedience in Canada that got us to legalization, really. Right. And I think it's civil disobedience still... Like, to me, it was a very successful tactic, and so we shouldn't stop it now that they're trying to give us some kind of legalization. We should be redoubling our civil disobedience efforts to get what we want. It's been working really well, so let's do it even more. As we move into legalization, let's use this tactic to make sure we get the kind of legalization that we want, real legalization, and not a real end of prohibition, and not, not sort of a corporatized control and limit, and still treating cannabis like it was plutonium. Well, you, you mentioned the corporate takeover and the suits and stuff. We, we feel the same thing happening in South Africa as we speak. It's illegal to trade, but we have this inalienable right to grow now. They can't take it away from us. And I'm sure they're going to slap some restriction on it in the next two years when they, they've been given two years to change the laws, basically. So it's now our mission to, to not be so much advo uh, uh, activists but now go into advocacy and start stop shouting and start talking to these guys now to try and get the legalization we want. Yeah. Because we're all reading in South Africa some of the ridiculous horror story rules and regulations surrounding cannabis, even in BC now, which was the laissez-faire capital of the planet. And now there's all these restrictions. How's, uh, on that note, how's your dispensary doing, Dana? Are you, you're not a, are you still in business as a dispensary? Well, yeah, that's very interesting. You know, we've got two locations, and one of them has been open over 10 years, and it's the third oldest one in the city. And the city was giving out permits for a while before it was legal federally. The city started giving out business licenses municipally uh, because so many dispensaries were opening, they wanted to sort of get control on it. And so they wrote some very restrictive bylaws that include things like a $30,000 fee to get your grow permit in, in Vancouver, or to do your, your dispensary permit in Vancouver, which is like a hundred times more than any other business license fee in the city. Right. And now we've moved to legalization, and so they want you to shut down and then apply for a permit under the federal and provincial rules and maybe reopen again eventually as a legal shop, which sounds good in theory, but in practice, if, if you shut down, you're never going to reopen again. And we've got this problem in Canada with a legal cannabis shortage. There isn't enough legal marijuana. They didn't license enough growers. That's absurd. And they try to be very restrictive. They have very restrictive and difficult process to get a grow license. Yeah. So regular people have a hard time joining into that system. And now they want to open thousands of cannabis shops in the country ways, but they don't have any cannabis for them. So in British Columbia, there's only three cannabis shops in the whole province Jesus. and uh, 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 other provinces don't have any or just have a very small number and the ones they've got are all running out of cannabis. Uh, so yeah, it's a real big problem and it, so if I want to open a legal shop, I don't want to give up my thriving dispensary, switch over to the legal system and then have an empty shop with no <laughs> cannabis to sell. Not only is that financially unviable, but all the patients and members that rely on me 
not only for smokable buds, but for all the edibles and extracts and things which aren't legally available yet at all. I don't want to, so I don't really want to go legal because I don't want to lose all my members. And yeah, but I, I do want to be part of the legal system eventually. Maybe when it gets better, or as it as it improves, maybe one day it'll be good enough that I can still be part of it and still service my members in the way that we have. But that day isn't here yet, and probably won't be here for a couple of years. So people like me are kind of in a position where we're, you know, I want to, all things being equal, I'd rather have a permit and be able to keep doing what we're doing. But a permit sell cannabis when there isn't any cannabis, and uh, it, it's going to be a big problem. So a lot of us are kind of stuck in the middle and not really sure which direction to go. Yeah, right. I mean, for me, I want to put my members and my patients first. Uh, but uh, So one of our locations is, is, is hopefully in the process of maybe getting a legal permit, which I may or may not even use. And the other one is forbidden from getting a permit because of our location. Even though we've been there 10 years, the city said, oh, it's that zone, we're not going to allow any dispensaries in it, so you guys have to go. So it's a challenging time uh, for all of us in Canada who have, who have built this industry and kind of launched dispensaries across the country and, and, and made this happen. And now we're, we, you know, in theory, we want to be part of the legal system, but in practice, it, it, it's just not there yet. And it's going to be years before it gets there. So... I think I, I think of this is a transitional period for cannabis in Canada, and it's going to be like that for several years to come, as we try to move from this prohibition to some sort of a workable system. Okay, you know, um, I just want to show you something, David, that I got from some Americans in California last week. Can you hold that up to that yeah. camera there, Buzz? The, the 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 little webcam. Can you see that on your screen? It says, Illegalize it. Yeah. So does that, are there any people in your hood that would wear a t-shirt like that at the moment? Because there's some growers, there's some growers in California that are really quite pissed off with the way legalization is rolling out. And this is their first season, their first big season really since legalization. And it's not going well for anything. The, the economics of it have halved in, the, in one season. And um, people are starting to see their shirts now. So um, there's a whole bunch of people have designed a t-shirt that literally says can we go back to the beginning again and start all over again and just keep it illegal for a while well i have mixed feelings about that you know that that t-shirt's great but I, I i i think that legalization ultimately should mean a price crash for cannabis cannabis should be a lot cheaper than it was under prohibition when we legalize it and that will mean that for some people they're not going to make have as lucrative of a living because prohibition is very profitable. If you're a cannabis grower, you, it allows you to make a lot of money. But there's the other side of that, that for every person selling that gram for $10 or whatever the cost is there, there's someone else having to pay that much to access their medicine. Yeah. And so I, I would want to, I want to see a legalization system where cannabis is profitable for the growers, but not at the same scale that it is now. And that you need to grow more cannabis to be able to have the same kind of profits. But the same I mean, in your life, uh, going to prison uh, to grow cannabis. So it, it is a change, and I have sympathy for those who have made their living off this. I'm one of them. I mean, I've, I've made a living off selling cannabis for a long time now, and it's going to be challenging for me too. But at the same time, I do think legalization should mean cannabis becomes a lot cheaper. Uh, and we're seeing that in some American states. You know, in Oregon, for instance, there's kind of a, a crash going on because everyone's growing cannabis. It's going to happen in Canada. Right now, there isn't enough growers legally licensed yet. Well, that's going to change over the next couple of years. They're trying to license as many as possible. 
I'm pretty confident that in four or five years there's going to be so many licensed growers in Canada that there's going to be a, a ton of legal cannabis, which will be great, but it'll mean the price does drop quite substantially. And so I think that's important because consumers, you know, the real economic benefit of cannabis would be that consumers don't, don't have to spend all their money on cannabis anymore. They have more money left over for rent and food and other things that people enjoy. And, and legal cannabis, I think, is, should have a wide range of prices, like coffee, where you can go to the grocery store and buy a pound of ground coffee for very little, but you can also go to Starbucks and buy a very expensive, fancy coffee and enjoy the service and the location and the ability to use it and have Wi-Fi and all those kind of things. And I think we'll see that with cannabis, too. You, know, you should be able to go to the store and buy an ounce of cannabis pretty cheaply, but there should also be the opportunity to be in a nice place and have a nice presentation and a clean bong and a place to sit and smoke it, and that might cost more for those kind of amenities like we do with coffee, right? So that's how I see it. But there is going to be an economic challenge for people moving to legalization. And one way it's kind of good that it's happening sort of slowly and it's being rolled out really over a few years in Canada, because that might allow people to make an easier transition and that. But it's going to be an adjustment from prohibition to legalization and one that is going to be economically challenging for those that have profited off prohibition, which should hopefully include not only the growers and dealers, but also the police as well. They should be seeing an economic challenge and a bunch of layoffs with legalization too. I'm not sure it's going to play out like that. In Canada, legalization seems to mean they give the police more money. But really... Don't go. It's connection. No. Okay, now I've got you. Now I've got. Then just to wrap this up a bit, um, we are now in this twilight zone of having everything and nothing. The judge said, "Go home and grow. It's your right." But he didn't put a limit on it. And he you hasn't told us. On me. No, no, we're, we're there. Can you hear me? I think he's lost it now. Oh. Hello, Dana. Marco. We'll come back. Ah, oh, what a shame. Is that? Um, no, he's he's. I'm back. Yay! 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 <laughs> All right. So um, <coughs> it's very interesting what you say about the price dropping, David, because it's it's already happening here this this Christmas. It's like this, it's very easy to get weed in South Africa in our part of the world at the moment. Uh, lots of people are now growing. They've taken the judge very seriously. So now we've got this two-year transit zone of now the government has to make the laws. And as you described the laws in Canada be, being completely disproportionate, alcohol versus weed. It's like 14 years for giving a joint to a minor, but $500 if you give a quart to them. There's disproportionality. So, it's very, it's very green. So what, what I want to know from you is, do you have any suggestions or have you any advice to us in South Africa as, as, as uh, activists as to how to now go forward and engage with the government and make sure we get what we get? Well, I like the model that's been happening in some American states and I think in the city of Oakland and a few others where they've really tried to create a licensing system that takes into account the realities of prohibition and and tries to include the marginalized groups and individuals that were most heavily affected by prohibition and uh, and that's part of that's a racial dynamic which is maybe different but similar in south africa in some ways but 
but they tried to make sure that the people that the people in groups that got the permits to grow and to sell cannabis were, were from those communities that were the most impacted by it. And, and I think that the, the, the focus of prohibition needs to be uh, uh, that recognizing, oh, sorry, the focus of legalization needs to be recognizing that prohibition was the problem. And, and that legalization should begin with an apology. Yeah. And I've often thought that, that in Canada and probably other countries, some sort of a truth and reconciliation commission is really needed. And it's not something South Africa has familiarity with, you know, the, this idea that we need to sort of get it out of the open, the harms of prohibition, let people have their say about how it affected them and, and the harms they did, and maybe let the other side have a say too about how they enforced it and the harm that was done, and let that kind of get out into the open. But I think that it, the real legalization needs to begin with an apology and a recognition that cannabis isn't really that bad, and prohibition itself was always the problem and always the root cause of all of these things. And, and so I think that approach is the one that the government should be encouraged to take. And I hope that the example of the American states and cities that are trying to carve out licenses and space for those communities is the right example and something that I hope Canada will follow, but I hope that South Africa and other countries moving into legalization will follow as well. That to me is the recipe for a more successful system. In Canada, most of the grow licenses, at least the first ones, went out to political friends of the governing party. Uh, a lot of the Liberals' uh, friends seemed to get perks first, whether it was just a coincidence or they were inside or whether they were getting priorities, hard to say, but there was definitely a perception that it really helped to be a friend of Trudeau if you want to get your grow permit. And that that's a, creates a very bad situation and one that the South African system should really try to avoid. Yes, indeed. No, we know we know all about systems and permits oh, yeah. here. There's a, most of South Africa's South Africa's corruption is in and around the giving of permits for whatever it may be. So we we look at we look to the future with interest. 2019 is going to be a bit of a watershed year, but uh, we'll keep you updated from South Africa for sure. I just want to show you that. Can you see that at all? Lovely, absolutely, yes, I remember that. Yeah, well, yeah, we've got that we've, we've got that in pride of place on the back shelf all the time. So you, you're kind of with us all the time, you know, from uh, all from this side of the Atlantic Ocean. And another thing I'd like to just show the viewers as well is, not only is this guy an amazing activist and given away 9 million seeds, he actually writes loads of books. And if you haven't heard of Dana Larson, the author, and Dana Larson, the, the cannabis historian. This is my favourite one, by the way, Dana, the big one, the, the illustrated history of the illustrated history of Canadian weed. It's a really, really amazing book. There's so much information in it. So um, we just thought we'd give you authorship, a bit of a punt for your time this morning, and um, we're expecting all of our millions of viewers to go straight to eBay to find them all. Well, they should go to potheadbooks.com. And they can buy them all there. There we go. Had the marijuana stall and the illustrated history of cannabis in Canada. Uh, I don't know if South Africans know who Dr. Seuss is. Yes. The yes. selling book is the uh, uh, Green Buds and Hash Dr. Seuss parody. The and uh, yeah, Pothead. Top anywhere in the world. Well, um, if um, if Canada has a weed problem, there's a guy on our thread says email him. He can help. <laughs> The black market or the open market in Canada is really thriving and something that I helped you know, sort of build here and I think mail order and home delivery are all going to continue on even if they manage to shut down 
Wait for the bass to drop. Boom. It's so your process ahead of us. Dana, it's been a real treat to see your face and hear you in 2019. We'll keep you posted with what happens in South Africa. And uh, no doubt we'll meet one day in the future. I do still need to get to BC myself. I've never been to Vancouver. I need to go to the West Coast and see how it is before it all gets completely messed up. So um, maybe I see you, and maybe Myrtle and I come to Canada in 2019. You never know. Vancouver's cannabis, Canada's cannabis capital. And uh, come out here. We'll show you a good time. And we'll, we'll make sure you get some good BC bud, of course. And if there's any left. If there's any left. <laughs> oh, it's not going anywhere. There'll be a lot left, though. Put some in storage now. I'll put for you. Yeah. Yeah. Dana, we'll put, we'll put the link to your seed campaign up in the bio of this episode, and good luck with everything you do, man. Great talking to you. Right on. Thanks. Take care, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Nice. Wow, cool. Yeah. Wow, cool. So I think we need to go around the table and make an executive decision before I get into shit, yeah? We've hit an hour with 30 uh, guys. So I knew you were going to no, say the, 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 the timer should be down now, eh? Yeah, so are we going to give it 15 minutes spare time? Yeah. Okay, cool. Overtime. Well done. Backstage. High fives, Donna. Legend, thank you, dude. You know, it's good to, to get advice and to get exposure to people who've been there and been doing it for 20, 30, 420 years, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Myrtle and I saw, saw him speak in um, Amsterdam. It was the first time we met him face-to-face uh, uh, -face in Amsterdam. Um, and he got on the stage. We had like a little crib of five minutes of what we had to get through because you forget things. He just got on the stage and he just fucking held it. He was right there, and he was so relevant to where he was and what how he was, and and he taught me a lesson. At the end, always ask, tell people what they can do to help. Don't just say we this needs doing, but tell them what they need, that what they can do, and how they can actually help. And I think one of the ways is right. Go get all your hemp seeds from Discam and just fucking throw them everywhere. Yeah, just not near me, you motherfuckers, because I've got some shit going on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the big thing. I didn't want to bring it up with him to burst the bubble or anything, but what about cross-pollination, bro? Yeah, dude. But if you can only grow five plants and they can't be seen and they can't be that, this is fucking legal. That is not fair. It's Don't, just You can't see a plant. That is complete bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. You can see somebody's bottle of booze through their window, but not a plant. Yeah. Now that shit's got to go. I wonder if you get less of a fine for flashing your dick than flashing your plant. Uh, you I think so. No, I've got some <laughs> So let's get back can to the grow work? bit of it. Should we do any uh, shout outs or comments there? Uh, yeah, green one. I can't read the stream. Check out Oaks of Voting extra time. Let's go extra time. Extra time. Oaks. Cool, Woo extra time. Woo extra time. You guys rock. So let's get back to. Let's grow together. Um, I promised this person that I would make an effort to talk about this. Re-vegging, dude. So I feel as if I'm re-vegging a bit. <laughs> so just to give you guys at home an idea of what re-vegging is, is wheat typically goes through two stages of growth, well, three stages of growth. Seedling or clone. Vegetative growth is when it gets lank bushy. And then flowering, when it makes all those puby pistols that we all love to see. Puby pistols! So, what sometimes happens though, is because weed's photo period, so that means as long as it's getting more than 12 hours of light a day, it'll grow veg and leaves and veg and leaves. And as soon as it starts going to 12 hours a day or even less, that's when it knows to start flowering and making seeds. So what times sometimes happens is whether you're an indoor, you've got some lights outdoors, or there's a street lamp or whatever, is that your plants will go veg, 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 veg. 
and then they start flowering and then something happens that confuses them and then says wait the, the days are getting longer stop fucking flowering re start going more. back to veg and that's called re-veg eh, re yeah. so what's the deal with re-vegging re-vegging is a great thing but is it though well if you want to you, the, the fact that you can bring your plant back from being flowering into re-vegging is something that growers like if they perhaps see a trait in a plant that they want to get but it's not really that nice when you're in the middle of flower and it starts to re-veg. So a lot of indoor growers, if your lighting schedule gets, if your timers get jammed or if something is wrong, it's gone. Load shedding. Load shedding. So it's load shedding the one that can cause re-vegging and it can also cause herm hermaphroditing. But when it's got lots of light hours is when it starts to re-veg. It means it's able to grow more and more and more and more. Yeah, because I personally, I, I, I saw a strain that I was like, okay, I want to keep this, but mm -hmm. it had already gone into flower. Mm -hmm. And I, th I see this, this person who sent me these pictures as well. At first I was like, is it an auto flower? But to me, it looked like re-veg because I see with re-veg also what happens is your plant's making gang leaves and it's got five fingers or seven yeah, fingers. Yeah. But then when it starts re-vegging, it starts making three, two, yeah. one. one. Yeah. And then it just leaf. starts making one, one leaf. leaf. You look you at the see. photos, they're very singular. It's just yeah, pushing out. Yeah. What it's basically doing is it, it's acting like a plant. It's pushing out the most basic leaf it can get out in order to create ele uh, electricity. Well, well sorry, uh, photosynthesis. photosynthesis, which is in power inside. You know what I mean? So it, it pushes out single leaves because they're the easiest to get them out until it's able to then push out three, four, five, okay. six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Um, yeah, and that's that's why. Well, not why it does it, but that's that's. And now, if it reveges and it then flowers again or keeps on flowering, then you get these very dense-looking colas that look like they'll be difficult to clip. As well, well, there's so. a problem with that. So now, if this thing starts, if you've got a plant that's budding, and it starts to reveg, and then it starts to bud again, yeah, your yeah. bud is going to be completely laughy and airy because what it did is going to. It's going to not allow to compact, it's going to grow out and big. It's also the first buds to start rotting, I've noticed sometimes. Yeah, well it's at the bottom of the plant, so sometimes what happens is you've got to actually get that thing to re-veg a lot longer. So a flowering plant going back into re-veg can re-veg, take up to about a month or two, just or to get three, it back yeah. into the veg what, mode to keep going bigger. One of the cool things about it is the, the yield later. Yes. But you set yourself up for a fuckload of work, because what is vegging now that Dan describes, mm. that is now all the single leaves, that head there is now going to die on the plant, and that is your first source yeah. of rot. Yeah. It's going to pull back into, the, into exactly. the middle, into the exactly. and you, it's going to go pop, and it goes, and messy it goes and fucking gut. slimy. So you yeah. better get your, keep your eye on it and, and harvest before it goes too You slow. know what, there's a, not much you're going to do with that veg that's happening now, yeah. as it, 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 it's not going to be up to much. Some guys do professionally, well, professionally, when they take, when they do a re-veg with a, say, a flowering plant, and then they decide, no, we want to put it back to veg, yeah. they literally take the bud and they will literally cut the bud in half. Yeah. And what that does is, um, in, in the bud, there's many auxin sites, many, many, many sites. And what will actually happen most of the time is you'll have about five or six shoots come out of the bud. So instead oh, yeah. of just continuing with one and then pushing out one out of every tip, you've literally topped a whole cluster of, of bud sites. So when you cut that, you'll get about five or six shoots that come off of it. But you can clean it. But it also then, it's, you know, it's degenerative because you're literally turning a flat. You're playing with it quite badly. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. And you haven't but got you much time. It. You can do it. You I, I'm always talking in uh, outdoor yeah. terms. When you do that, you haven't got much time to do anything. It's all going to happen quite quickly. Mm. What's re-vegging now? It's three months and you, you're going to be clipping this stuff. Mm. Not even. 
Not even. Not now. either. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna now. If it's doing it now, February. Yeah, you screwed because yeah. it's gonna start flowering now, and that quickly. that reveges just a little bit. Yeah. And sometimes reveges. I've noticed it takes so long for the plant to to. So basically, what's happened is you, you're trying to get the plant to move backwards in its like hormone mindset. Yes. So you're trying to get it to go from 50 years old to 12 years old again in its like its psychology of it but it can also it, be, it can take so long that it may be worthwhile sometimes just to pull the plant and start again oh yeah if you got space if there's a space issue because if you throw, if you reveg it that's going to take up the space of three plants only ever say do a reveg on a plant is if you have got if that's your only plant that you have and you're a pheno hunter and you want to keep that strain and you'd say jeez i shouldn't have put that into flower Pull it back. Yeah. If you have, if the plants go back into veg outdoors, unfortunately, that, that's just the way it is. But you need to prep your times right. Well, if it goes, the only thing is, if it does go to veg outdoors, you've got to give it a whole lot of space because it's going to yeah. go quite. Yeah. It's going to go all, all over the place. It's going to go huge because uh, yeah. everything's going to come from the bottom. It's yeah. an issue. It's an issue right now. Ever since the solstice. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the last grow season outdoor plants were just going wonkers. There was some the last season was weird. You know what? It, 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 I've got, I've got some going on right now. There's some uh, sour diesel. New York. Some New York diesel and Myrtle and I brought back from Amsterdam. Five seeds, feminized, put them in the ground. Fuck me. If they hadn't have veg, there would only be 200 grams on each one. They're like this big. They're, they're, they're northern hemisphere laboratory made seeds. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. we're trying to grow them in the southern hemisphere. And we put these things in, I don't know, early November. Quite late for us because there's no rain. And they're just flowering now. We need them to flower later on. Soon. Yeah. Not now. And now they're vegging. So now they're in the twilight zone and nothing much is going to happen. You know, they're not going to mature enough on the heads that are starting because they're using all their energy to come from the bottom. So I think my top tips to avoid re-vegging re is what Dan said there is it's like your grow room. If you're doing it indoors, keep an eye on your lighting cycle. If you're going to re-veg something because you're going to chase that pheno, except it's going to take a couple of months to get it back to normal. And what I've seen outdoors is the number one cause of re-vegging outdoors is when people plant far too early. Because yeah, yeah. then what happens is you plant when the days are still short, the plant starts growing, it's like, fuck, I need to start flowering. And then the days start getting longer because summer's arriving and then it's like, fuck, wait, 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 wait. I need Thank to start you. growing leaves again. Stop the flowering, stop the flowering. And it takes so much time by the time it gets its head together that when you do get flowers in the end, it's just not worth the effort. It's all so, to do with yeah. when you plant it on the high So when is the perfect time to plant down the high felt then? Where it was? Like we, I threw some we, weeds in the, in the soil on the 21st of December. Was that a too good time? late? It's just a bit too late. Too late. That's because you haven't got enough light. November around there is good, I'd say. So that's on the solstice. Yeah. Yeah. The end of November is, is a really good time to. I want them to at least. We be used to grow. We used to start really, really early to try and get an early harvest, a Christmas harvest, but it was always a green harvest, you know, it was never a really stinking, dank thing. It was always really young plants, but that nevertheless, that was in the days of before oil. We could, you can get some really nice early harvest oils. Yeah, Arno just, just corrected me, it's, it's called super cropping. That's what the term is. Okay. Isn't that when you abuse a plant? No, that's when you cut, when you re-veg from a budding plant yeah. or cut it, it's super crops because it, Literally, like we were saying, it puts out so many more buds. Monstrous. It, it becomes monstrous. It becomes unbelievable. It's actually they're quite cool you know. to see. I mean, they're quite a photo opportunity later if you get them all cleaned up because it is tons of work. But um, if you in the in the modern era of making oil, you've got nothing to lose. If you've got space, let it veg out, clean the thing up. You're going to get two kilos of it. Of one plant. Of one the plant. Two kilos of one plant. Bust that into oil. 
Personal use, Your Honor. Yeah. Yeah, I can see I'm just trying to grow like a two kilogram plant in their fucking mom's second bathroom. <laughs> I don't know, man. It just happened. It just came, eh? Cool, man. So revegging's not ideal. It's I would say it's for the experienced. And really, if you notice your plants are revegging, make it an edu an informed decision. Pull them. Try again. Whatever. But it really. It's not ideal unless you know what the fuck you're doing. Any more questions or comments before I think what will be our last topic of the week? Mm, what we got here? How big will a 1.5 meter plant grow when it's just turning into veg stage? Sorry, into flower stage. It if it's right now, if it's going into flower, it's going to stretch another. It doubles in my it, mind. It's going to stretch. Still for two weeks, it's still going to be veg. But it's okay. hard to tell with outdoor plants. They grow, yeah, very they different. take very yeah. long compared yeah, yeah. to an indoor plant. Indoor plant, we force them. We force them to do what they've got to do within a certain flower for yeah. period of time. Outdoor, it takes many more months. Yeah. Yeah. In my experience, so let's say you get your plants in veg and you notice they start flowering. And let's say it's hit 1.5 in veg stage. My experience is that a plant can grow 50 to 100% yes. bigger during flowering yes. stage. So if it's 1.5, expect at least 2 to Dude. potentially and that happens all in the first three to four weeks. Yeah, they stretch. They stretch. And you yeah. want them to stretch, so make sure that you give them support before they stretch. And most of you will have been checking for all those males that are happening, because as soon as the solstice finishes, like two days after the, the summer solstice, there's the males, they start. It's like a ten-day period of yeah. the first of the males. So we pulled five males this week and it's fucking heartbreaking. It is. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> uh, that's the lay of the land. That's the lay of the land. And it's okay. You know, it's, 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 it's all part of the thing because I don't really want to go back to um, feminized seeds, actually. They always, we've had such bad luck with them hemming out. But also something I've noticed, we were chatting about this before the show, so let's say stick with the growth segment a bit. The one guy note said, um, maybe your lighting's not strong enough because these are very tall, these plants. Because typically when we grow feminized seeds, they're, they're pretty standard. Yeah. And I'll be real with you, something like if I'd taken a high-grade feminized seed, it would have been half this height. By now, and probably a little bit bushier, but I've noticed that when you grow with regular seeds, they they typically F ones, yeah. which means it's a first generation hybrid, and that's why they like these were first generation because they were fucking random bag seed, and I think possibly with a sativa daddy, but they 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 are tall <coughs> because they're just fucking growing and growing and growing because they've got that F one vigor, dude. I think it's also it's just the maybe the genetics, the internal spacing is big on this plant. Yeah, whatever it is, it, it's a big part. I mean. It was very close to a light, so there was no need for it to stretch that I, that I know. <coughs> mm. So I just think it's very, like you're saying, F1 hybrid Vega just wants to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure its dad was a sativa though, by that looks of it. But we'll see in time, guys. If it takes a year to fucking flower and finish, we know it's daddy was a sativa. Yeah, yeah rigs for the win. Cool, rigs man. So I've got a question for, for you, Oaks. Was your daddy a Rolling Stone? <coughs> no. Was your daddy my daddy? <laughs> no. So. I didn't even watch this video. Yes. We're going to see if we can play it. It's a Facebook video. We'll see if it comes up. But I've never heard of this. What the fuck is a reverse dab? Oh, oh. it's not a reverse dab. Oh. It's called a cold start. A cold start, yeah. Let's do it. What's a cold start dab? Well, maybe it's a, I don't know, low heat dab. Should we do it? Let's do one. I'm not, because I'm a pussy. But what is it? Dan, inform us here. What's a cold start dab? Is it like when you kick the bike and it goes go, 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 five times? Yeah, you do it like that and okay. basically warm the engine up slowly. So, 
what we do is we take the dabs and we put the dabs. So do we venture this? Where where's this coming from, boss? Is this something? I saw it on a high times or somewhere on Facebook. I invented it. No. You see that? You see the banger that dude's using there. Yeah. I swear to God, two weeks ago in the Ruhr shop in Amsterdam, I saw one of those and it was 250 euro. Yeah. Just for the bang. Fucking four grand for that borrowed thing. This is a serious yeah. piece of kit, this, this, this banger here. Serious piece of kit. Forex. So basically, Beautiful. what they're doing is it's. it's you, you, you know, everyone talks about hot dab, cold dab, hot temp, low temp. Basically, what you're doing is you're going at such a low temp that you just catching the vaporizing of the, the THC and all the turps and everything's happening at such a low temperature that oh. you get the best flavor. So what you do, you're loading the nail first, because eh? traditionally you heat the nail and then you put the dab in, but now you're putting the dab in first. Yes. Yeah, so now I've put the dab into a cold nail, it's literally sitting in the cold nail with your carb cap on and you can see, you guys can see the video I'm doing it in the background. We'll wait for the video to run because we can so we can see Dan do this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Count the coughs. Should we load it more? Load the fucking thing. I'm sure you're all going to do a cold one. Yeah. I'm going to hit a cold one. Said no one ever. I'm going to hit a cold one. A live one. Yeah. Okay. So it's loaded. It's loaded. Carb cap on. Carb cap on. Stand by. Pre-ignition. You don't even need to get there. Just go like this. What you're going to see is you're going to see your dab boiling up inside. And there you see it vaporizing. Fuck me. It made a fat fucking dab. Wow. That's a dab of note, bro. Yeah, bro. Okay. Wow. And tasty as fuck because you haven't you haven't burned. I need my meds now. Yes, Oaks. Okay, give me a I'm gonna pass out. Okay, so as you can see, second hand smoke is an issue. Yeah. It's still there though. Yeah, that's still there. Slopping around, he put a whole bunch in. And what you say the benefit of this, Dan, is that it's super tasty. When Dan can talk. Super taste. Super, super. <coughs> super, super taste. Taste too. <laughs> oh. But it does seem like a decadent way to do your dabs as well. Um, fuck yeah. <coughs> all these people doing these dabs, they're all growers. They've got fucking so much trim and shit. <coughs> um, here's a story about the Californian weed trimmers. Guys, I've got this t-shirt on. Mm. He's there for three months. He got <coughs> she got 200 grams just of fucking scissor hash. Yeah, and I think we're actually going to do a grams. 200 grams of scissor. I think we're going to do a whole subject on that, but not yet. Let's try that next week, Yeah, and let's see if we can find somebody in California to talk to us about <coughs> the fucked upness of things, because it's the same situation. Anybody that used to be a grower can't be a grower now because you've got to sign up with the new system. And like Dana said, if you fucking stop the old system, there's no fucking way they're going to make you put you in the news <coughs> which is not fair fair it's the current cannab cannabis community that has to be the future they can't exclude us to start over well let's I all go get fucking degrees in Michigan well. and then they can't fucking ignore us on anymore. this point though before we sign out Charles I know that joining the queue has been quite quite
quiet lately. And for you guys that I know, they join the queues like the clientele life of you've been passed, give us a call, we'll help as much as we can. Uh, yeah. But now since the ruling, it's quietened down. But you had a very interesting query this week from someone. Yeah, apart from the, the few persistent cops that arrest people and scare them and create a bail situation, and it's this corrupt thing with lawyers and people pay money and go home without a court appearance, or the magistrate will throw the case out if they do appear, but the cops can't put you in the cell anymore. But what happens now is I got this call um, the other day from somebody that said, I had six plants and they stole my Dacha. This is the Dacha arrest helpline, so can you help me? And it was a complete curveball for me after three years of handling cannabis arrest, um, getting somebody that wants to have somebody else arrested because they stole cannabis. What are your thoughts on this? Should we be able to report our stolen weed to the cops? I feel like in an ideal world, the cops are there to serve and protect. And if someone steals my fucking ganja, I hope the cops can help me. Well, if somebody broke into your house and you've got a home brewery and they stole that, would you report that? Yes. Yeah. Well, there you go. Answer the yes. Yeah. The cops should protect us. Cold Colstar, give this guy some fucking carburetor cream. Craft cannabis deserves the respect that craft brewers have. And also, if you think about it, a plant can be a high commodity thing because something I've always had a had trouble wrapping my head around is a well-grown plant is worth 10 grand. Yeah. Never mind how expensive um, seeds are. Yeah. Yeah, we have to change that mindset of you can't see your neighbor's wheat plant. That's utter bullshit. It shouldn't be like that at all. Maybe it's your own protection. Beautiful thing. Maybe it's like those people, you know how there's those people, guys, before I say this, this is not my view, I do not agree (laughs) with it, but you know how there's people that say that women invite rape upon themselves by the way they dress. Now they're saying if it Maybe the, the psychology is if someone rips you off and it was because yeah. they saw it, it's your it's own fucking same fault. political incorrectness. Never. Yeah. Show yeah. your weed plant, be proud of it. Mm. I'm taking it this guy who got his weed robbed, it wasn't robbed by the police, it was robbed by someone. Sotsies, yeah? Rippers. Well, everyone had better get used to it because there's going to be a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Especially around harvest time. Yeah, watch this space. So Easter. <clears throat> Easter time, everything's going to re-happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the cops are going to come out to prove that yeah. um, what you're growing is to fund fucking Pablo Escobar's yeah. lifestyle. If only. Who knows, dude? Interesting times. But is that for is that it for this week, guys? Because, yeah. yeah. Did you get a bit of extra time there? Hey. A bit of extra time. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. back in the game. Yeah, he's worse than... Oh. <laughs> right oh, on cue. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Just a couple of shout-outs. Uh, for all the grow stuff you saw, please go check out Grow Guru. Go check out GT Hydro. Go check out BioLeaf. Go check out Eridix. Go check out Futurama. Dudes, we got go check out our affiliates page as well. Cannabis, Cannabis art, art, that's ceramics and stuff. I'm actually liking what the techies have done here, so you can explain all these things. But please go check out our affiliates pages. We've got some grow supplies. Freedom Farms is also there. They're cool. They put money in the tin. All these people are put who put money in the tin who realize that we're only halfway there. Like Donna was saying, we mustn't rest on our laurels. No, yeah, that's the most. Just because we've got into first base, doesn't mean it's a done deal. That's it. Do you really want a legalization where you don't go to jail, but if you've got four plants that are reaching over your <coughs> fence, then you are fine. It's findable. I don't know. Dude. Now we have a lot of hard work to do to get this straightened out. Cool. But, um, we will. And um, for those of you getting your licenses and getting on with the brave new world, um, uh, I think you might have missed the boat a little bit this year so far. But um, we watch with interest and we wish you the best. But um, 
there's no two ways about it. Weed is coming down in price already. It is. For whatever grade there is in Joburg at the moment, for Christmas, it came down by 20%, pretty much. 150 indoor, 150 to 120, 180 to 150. Mm. Yeah, so maybe we'll start doing like a, week, a weekly news report. Like today, weed prices have reached an all-time low of twelve rand fifty for indoors. When all the price was going down in Zim, and all the prices of the wheat yeah. was going down, and every time a bank came through, it was it was a different price because it was all hyperinflation. Maybe we'll get to that. Now check that cool logo there, the Hika. Oaks, please uh, go support me too. Oh, the it's like being a professional stoner. Yeah, <laughs> and hopefully in the next couple of weeks I'll be up and running with the smoking. I'll be real with you guys as well. I've enjoyed the break. Yeah. yeah. I think I've been stuck at awesome. the buffet table with too much dank in front of me. I've been too 1% on the 1%. <laughs> so I'm going to take it easy. And who knows, maybe I'll be in the dabbing game soon again. Oh, 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 oh. But for now, motherfuckers at home, please like, share, subscribe. Stay lit. Stay, Stay sexy lit. and don't get murdered. Ah! <laughs> she won't get murdered. <laughs> well, that's how you know that. Well done. <laughs>